Blog Talk Radio. Good life, what God 
will do to you. <laughs> what God will do to you, right? What's God? How's God going to treat you? So let's get into the definition of fear. Then we get into metaphysical, metaphysical, the fellowship of metaphysical Christians. I thought that was an interesting place to look. And the metaphysical meaning of fear. We'll do that. And then the impact of fear on the body. You know, what does fear do to you? Like, what does fear physically do to you? And then we'll talk a little bit about love as the alternative and how I apply it to fear. So we'll do that. We'll go through all of this. And if you're with me, and again, if you want to call in, what, what are you afraid of? I went to a, work, a workshop a while back, oh, years ago, I guess. It's been a few years. So we talked about it. What do people fear the most? A lot of people fear death, but I don't think it was more about being alone when one dies. That was the fear. Now, you can see that. Fear of being alone. Now, there's the fear of never accomplishing what you came to planet Earth to do. There's other fears. Fear of flying. Well, there's all these phobias, right? You know, fear of flying, fear of crowded places, fear of this, fear of water. And it's all about the expectation of something, isn't it? And sometimes it's irrational fear or expectation. If I get up in an airplane and something horrible is going to happen, right? You don't know what it is. If something's horrible. I have a fear of heights. Heights, artificial heights. Not natural heights, but artificial heights. And so if up in the mountains or up on a tall structure or building, I'm living on the fifth floor now, which I kind of like, I thought, oh, my fear would kick in. But I can go to the ledge and look over. The only thing I'm afraid of is my glasses falling off and watching them fall to the earth, right? Dropping something from the ledge. My fear came from when I was a kid. And I don't know I'm trans, digressing into a whole personal stuff, but I want to see what your fears are. When I was a child, I lived in an old house with my two older brothers and my mother. And we, we the bedrooms are on the second floor, and there was a banister. And my brothers hang me over the banister or threatened to throw me over the banister or drop me off the banister. Uh, that would create my fear of natural or artificial heights, human made heights. I was kind of afraid of whales and <laughs> those kind of human made stairs and stuff like that, banisters and you know, rails and all that stuff. To this day, I still have that fear from my childhood. Everybody has fears. You know, in my channel, and one of the things we talked about, Spirit talked about, and Sarah, the Sarah group, talked about, fear is a natural part of our existence. That we have to have certain fears. We have to have fear. And they took me back and said, look, you'll go back to ancient man. Ones who survived had fear. The key man who had no fear didn't survive because he was eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or he fell off a cliff. So over the years, those who had fear of some, the, the environment that they were in, whether it be animals or whether it be, you know, heights or whatever it is, fear of falling in a river, those fears were part of those who survived. Those who had no fear, I know, like that, no fear. Oh, yeah, you're not going to survive without much fear, right? You know, not, and if you can overcome the fear, right? My, my 
my son-in-law has some fear. He's, he jumps out of airplanes with a parachute, of course. And I'm sure there's a little bit of fear going to that. We've never really talked about it, but you know, skydivers, I'm sure there's a little bit of fear, but that adrenaline rush and so forth. And But they but you have the safety precautions. You have the parachute, right? and you have the parachute. So fear is a natural part of our existence. But let's let's see what how love can mitigate fear. So let me get into fear. Article on the Paul Ekman group, who they did a TV show based his uh, writing about facial recognition and from the face you can tell all kinds of things. But he this article talks about his fear. Fear is one of the seven universal emotions experienced by everyone around the world. Arises with a threat of harm. Okay, expectation of something, either physical or emotional or psychological, fear, real or imagined. A lot of people got this fear in their head, right? Ah, oh, what happens if, you know, fear of going broke, the fear of losing your job could be real, could be imagined, you know, being talking to people. People have that fear, they want to know. The fear of never being in a relationship, right? What am I ever going to be in a relationship when I talk to people? What am I ever going to be in a relationship? Here's a fear that they could never be. They would always be alone. That's a big fear, isn't it? being alone. Traditional, traditionally considered a negative emotion, fear actually serves as a support role in seeking escape it, as it mobilizes us to cope with potential danger. That's what I was talking about. That's all I did. You know, those who developed fear passed it on to generations, they survived. Those who had no fear, well, were eaten by, or trampled on by holy mammoths or whatever it was. I have no fear of holy mammoth, crunch, right? The family of your experiences can be distinguished in terms of three-factor intensity. How severe is the harm that is threatened? If see somebody pointing a gun at you, right? Yeah, that would be a little frightening, right? Or if somebody, you just see somebody walking down the street, fear level, no, they, don't, they look okay. Fear level is pretty low. Timing. Is the, is the harm immediate or impending? If somebody's coming at you with a knife or a gun, well, it seems to be pretty, you know, could be right now. But if, if you're in your company and people are being laid off, the fear of losing a job may not be so immediate, right? Coping. What if any action can be taken to reduce or eliminate the fear? Okay, we'll talk more about that. So, going through the article, when we're able to cope with the threat, this lessens or removes the fear. Alternatively, it would help us to decrease the threat of this harm. It intensifies the fear. Okay, so now that pretty obvious stuff. And they have an interesting scale, least intense with trepidation. Then it moves up to nervousness. Then it moves up to anxiety, up to dread. Interesting. Trepidation, nervousness, anxiety, dread, desperation, panic, horror. I know it's going to get into horror. You know, why do people watch horror movies? That's an interesting thing. Why do people watch horror movies? And then the next, last, the most intense form of fear is terror. Now, I don't know if you agree with that or not. I think sometimes we watch things that are 
that brings up our fear because we realize in our environment we could be that scary. You know, some guy chasing you around a chainsaw. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that too much, right? I don't have to worry too much about that. And then this last comment was really interesting with the other comments. We'll get into other stuff in a minute. So if you're going to call in, what are you afraid of? What brings fear into your life? What brings fear into your life? What are you afraid of? It's your choice. That's an interesting part. In the last part of the show, if I get through some of this and I get to the last part about love and how I believe that love conquers fear, okay? We'll talk about that. It's what what makes us fearful? The universal trigger for fear is the threat of harm or real or imagined, the threat to be our physical So we got that. Okay, so common fear triggers darkness or loss of visibility of surroundings. Yeah, just not knowing height and flying. Well, I got that heights and flying. I got social interaction or rejection. That's being rejected. Snakes, roads. Spiders and other animals. I'm not a person. I don't think, I think my fear level is more like the predation thing. I don't think I have a fear of snakes. I don't want to be around them, but I keep my distance and I'll let them do their thing and I'll do my thing, right? Death and dying. Death and dying. Fear of death. Yeah. So persistent fear can sometimes be referred to as anxiety. We feel constantly worried without knowing why. The inability to identify the trigger prevents us from being able to remove ourselves, the actual threat from the situation. So then he talks about in this article how to identify fear on different people. So we won't get into that, and we won't get too much into some of the other things about fear, because that would have been the last few of the show, at least five to ten minutes talking about love and how it overcome fear. Let me drift a little bit further into a little different direction, then we'll get into the body and fear. You only talk about too much about love here, but okay. And we'll talk about how love can mitigate fear. A metaphysical meaning of fear, I like this. This is from the truthunity.net, a fellowship of metaphysical Christians. Metaphysical meaning of fear, emotion marked by alarm, dread, disquiet. Fear is one of the most subtle and destructive errors the carnal mind and man can experience. Fear is a paralyzing of mental action. It weakens both the mind and body. Fear throws dust in their eyes and hides the mighty spiritual forces that are always with us. So, okay, let me put this. Based on those who deny ignorance and fear and affirm the presence and power of them, blessed are those who deny fear. Okay. Fear, how to overcome fear is cast out by perfect love. To know divine love is be selfless. Let me think about that. So fear is cast out by love, by divine love. Interesting. So that kind of touches on the subject I want to get into a little bit later about fear. So let me get into the fear and anxiety on the effect of the body. 
does it affect us physically? Because you know, it's all fear. Yeah, okay, cool, but just fear it. Let it go. Number one. Number one, fear weakens our immune system and can cause cardiovascular damage. Gastrological problems such as ulcers and irritable bowels and decreased fertility. That would be that in men and women, right? You know, sperm count, egg, eggs. It can lead to aggravated, accelerated, not aggravated, accelerated aging and even premature death. But you can see that physically fear is not a good thing to be carrying around with you all day, right? Fear of this, fear of that. You know, people who are fearful all the time of any little thing, what happens to them? Fear can impair mentally. Memory, next one, memory. Fear can impair information of long-term memories and cause damage to certain parts of the brain, such as the hippocampus. It can be even more difficult to regulate fear and can leave a person anxious most of the time. To someone in chronic fear, the world looks scary and their memories confirm that. So it focuses our memory on fear itself. We have nothing to fear fear ourselves, fear itself. Remember that, that Franklin Delano Roosevelt during World War II or the Great Depression, yes? Brain processing and reactivity. I like that. Brain processing and reactivity. Fear can interrupt processes of our brains that allow us to regulate emotions, read nonverbal clues, and other information presented to us. And when you're in that state of fear, you're just kind of like in that primitive brain, right? Reflect upon acting and act ethically. So fear makes us crazy stuff. Basically, this impacts our thinking and decision making in negative ways, leading us susceptible to intense emotions, impulsive reactions. All of these effects can leave us as unable to act appropriately. I remember many, many years ago, I worked for the company and it was an adjacent company. I knew them pretty well. And they were friends and they had this company and they a marketing manager, a sales manager at the time, who would get stressed out. He would get stressed out in fear, or maybe he wasn't doing his job, or he wasn't effective with his job, or whatever it was. He, he would act impulsively and just start running. Just start running. Okay? Just start running. So it causes us to do irrational things. Fear causes us to do things that we normally would never do. Other consequences of long-term fear include fatigue, clinical depression, and post-traumatic stress syndrome. So when you think about that, so fear can have real adverse effects on our bodies. Do you agree with that? So again, I'm going to ask the question. I've got a few more minutes left, and I've kind of gotten through the article, so I'm going to ask you a question. What brings you fear? Uh, here's an interesting article. I'm gonna let's talk a little bit about let's see if we can find a little bit about post traumatic stress syndrome, post traumatic stress syndrome claims in the nineteen seventies in response to the high number of Vietnam veterans suffering from a collection of psychological symptoms after returning from war. The accounts of post traumatic stress syndrome noted in various PTSD generally appears after an individual has suffered a trauma or an event painful 
global events such as a car accident, kidnapping, natural disaster, abuse, seeing a brother family suffer a trauma, even death of loved ones. Symptoms include prolonged states of anxiety, racing, heart, sweating, flashbacks of the event, depression, avoidance of any activities that might trigger the memories of the event. So that's fear. Isn't that fear? That's fear itself. Because whatever has happened to you, it stays with you. And you relive it, you relive it, you relive it. And that's fear. And when you relive, you relive, you relive something, right? Flashbacks of the event, depression, avoidance of any activity that might trigger memories of the event, and difficulty sleeping. The severity, when, like most health conditions, post-traumatic stress system is not a one-size-fits-all sort of. The severity of the symptoms as well as the long they last vary from person to person. The most important thing someone can make may be suffering, who may be suffering from PTSD can get do is get professional help. One of the things they suggest that you do is journalize. Journalize the events. Write it out. Write it out what happened. And it helps to release, right? Okay, so the rest of the article. I'm not going to get into the rest of the article. Okay, let me, let me get into the last section of this, and then we'll get back into what I think of love and how love conquers fear. In addition, spirituality can help you find meaning in difficult circumstances. Managers observe post traumatic growth, a period of during which a person becomes stronger and more peaceful as a result of having survived a trauma experience. Post-traumatic I just wanted to touch a little bit on that because that, that's common amongst a lot of people. Now, let's talk about love for minutes. I have a few minutes left in the show, and if anybody wants to call in and talk about their fear. And what got me inspired to talk about this was the idea of fear versus love. Now, love is an expression of a lot of beautiful, positive vibrations, right? You have love, you have joy, you have kindness, you have appreciation and gratitude. Those are high vibrational energies. Now, fear, on the other hand, we talked about some of the aspects of fear, such as terror, such as intimidation, such as anxiety. Those are low, those are low vibrational energies, but high vibration would be love. Now, there's a theory. This is my theory, and I'm going to stick with it. It's about fear versus love. That if you think in terms of fear, generally you're thinking about future tense. What could happen to you? Even, even in the near future, I mean, you're doctor walking down the street, and you see somebody looks menacing, it, it creates fear. But it's still a projection forward to the future. Even if it's Away. It's a projection forward to possibly something that could happen to you. Now, I know there's there's other ways of looking at this, but think about it. Fear is generally something you expect or possibly could happen to you. It may not happen with you. 95% of fear, the reasons for fear never affects people, right? That's what I've heard. I don't know if it's that high or not, but think about it. Now, what is love? When you look at love, and you look at living in love, you look at living in the moment. That's the key, key thought here. When you want to express love in your life, you find things in the moment that feel good. You find things in your life right now that you love. You can be playing with your dog or playing with your cat or your grandchildren or your children. It could be in nature. It could be 
experiencing something that's really beautiful and fun to be around. Isn't that living in the moment? And if you can live in the moment and you can raise your vibration to vibration of love or joy or kindness and practice kindness. And when you're practicing kindness to other people, you're demonstrating love. You're doing acts of love. What does that do? You're in that moment. Fear isn't there. You push fear out of the way. Fear may come back. It might come back two minutes later. But for then that moment, when you're practicing love and kindness and joy and appreciation and gratitude, centered on love. So it's, it's mindless. It's where are you putting your mind? Where are you thinking about? You can think about things that are beautiful. You can do things that are beautiful and, and, and joyful and full of love, like petting your dog, right? Or you can be in fear. Now, I remember watching this show with Oprah and, oh, what's his name? Brene Brown. Brene Brown. They're talking about sometimes we have fear that comes up. Let's say we're playing with their dog and their dog's getting a little older. Automatically, the fear comes up. The dog's going to die soon. What happens when the dog dies? That's fear. Fear of the future, right? What happens? Beautiful children are wonderful. Well, what happens? You think about your beautiful children, and then this little dread thing comes in. You go, what if? What if? And that fear. Fear of the future. Fear of something to happen to them or yourself, right? It's that fear of everything is going well, something horrible is going to happen. Fear drops in. How do you deal with that? But according to Bede um, and Oprah in this show, and that, that was really interesting, if you want to Google, go to YouTube and you look up uh, Brittany Brown and Oprah interview, you'll find a really interesting section study on this. They found out one thing that's really important is appreciation or gratitude. When you get into those moments of what if, oh, horrible, you know, the fear of expectations of something unforeseen, right? That's the quote from the Bible. You move into gratitude. You, you start to show gratitude for the things in your life or show appreciation. You move away from the dread and you move into appreciation or gratitude. So many different words. They mean something very similar. So that you want to overcome fear, move to love. You want to the fear of something happening, horrible things, you know, dog getting hit by a bus, whatever it is, right? My, my cat runs away. Move into gratitude. Move into appreciation. Move back into the moment. I really appreciate my dog right now. Live in the moment. Get into the moment. Get into the love which you have in the moment right now. Get away from the projection of what could happen to you. You want to move back into life right now and seek out things that feel good. Think, seek out love. Seek out things that are beautiful in your life. And move away from the dread or the anxiety or the stress that might be coming in your life. You know, it, I think about problem solving, and problem solving is getting into solution mode. Solution mode is turning the problem over. What do you fear? Why well, this? I fear losing a job or a fear of not being able to get a job or a fear of not finding love or a fear of these, these things of being alone. It's a problem. So how do you get out of it? You move into love, move to the love vibration, move into doing things that feel good, that, that are positive. Now, some people will disagree, but this is what I'm getting from my spiritual practice. And you turn the problem over. You give it to the universe. You give it to God. Okay, God, 
I'm alone. I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to feel good. I'm going to raise my vibrations to a high vibrational place as much as I can to bring to me the solution. I need that solution. I need that solution. Okay. So what did we talk about today? We talked about fear. What are the causes of fear? What causes fear? There's many different causes. We've talked about the fact that fear is normally part of our lives. Necessarily have to overwhelm us. That fear can be very destructive to our body. Okay, it can cause us a lot of harm. How do we get out of fear? We want to love. We do kindness because kindness secretes the oxytocin, which secretes nitric oxide in our body, which actually is beneficial to our heart and our system. So if you move away from fear and the, and the energy and the, the um, hormonal effects of the body by fear and move into love, then we're going to counteract all of those negative things in your life. Now, I know I'm making it very simple and simplistic. Think about it. Think about when you face fear. First of all, you need a solution. Give it to the universe. God, okay, I need a solution. I'm going to go find something that makes me feel, that brings me into a state of love, kindness, joy. I know the reality, but I don't have the solution. You give me the solution. So this has been an interesting exercise on what love versus fear, fear versus love, and how to 